I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. All right, it's uh, it's Friday, and we're still talking about issues that are close to the hearts of Christians and that in many ways are on the ballot next week. So if you haven't voted, gear up, get ready, get out and vote. Uh, and, and, you know, I, the pro-life issues to me are, it's it's the biggest issue. Uh, and some of that comes from my background, a lot from my beliefs. Uh, and from my experiences, being a father, seeing sonograms of four children, uh, you know, it's just, it's a life. That's all I can say is it's life. So one of Life Outreach's partners is the Human Coalition. Uh, and so when you support Life Outreach and our various mission outreaches, people often ask, do you do anything here in the United States? Yes, we do. And you're going to hear a little bit about what they do, uh, and we support them in it, uh, not just in spirit and prayers, financially. Uh, so um, glad to have you here today. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, followed, liked, shared, do those things. My guest today is Chelsea Yeoman, and she is the National Director of Public Policy for the Human Coalition. And it's not enough to be pro-life in word. We have to be it in deed. And that's what I love about their organization, what they're doing. They are putting feet to their faith. So Chelsea, great to have you. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. So for people that don't know, walk us through some of the basics so they can see uh, how you are are helping on a very practical level every day. We are the largest pro-life organization in the country serving pregnant women in need. And so we do that a number of ways. Um, We about 11 years ago, we started our organization and it actually started with several business people from the corporate world who said, what if we created some advertising to compete with Planned Parenthood so that when a woman, she goes online, that's the first step when she finds out she's pregnant, Googles, where can I get an abortion? We say we have help and resources right there competing with Planned Parenthood. And actually in their living room, day one, they put up the advertisement and someone called through to their phone and the first child that they saved was right there in their living room that day. And so that's really how Human Coalition began. And we've grown from there into a national rescue system. We have several clinics on the ground serving women, um, but a lot of it too is what we call our virtual first model. She calls through, she's immediately on the phone with a nurse who cares for her with compassionate, holistic care and resources. I have heard from people sort of in your space that a lot of women think that they don't have another choice. They They don't know that people like you are even out there. Do you run into that a lot? Absolutely. And, you know, that's the most tragic thing about the lie that the abortion industry has has sold to women. We send women a message that you can't. You are capable. You are intelligent. You are able to be a mother. That's what how God designed all of us to be. Um, and so sending that message is hard because she's heard so many lies for so many years that have just normalized abortion as an option. But we let her know that we're here to help and empower her to make the choice she wants to make. And we know she wants to make the choice. And here's how. We ask every single woman we serve who is seeking an abortion, if your circumstances were different, would you prefer to parent? Hmm. And 76% of the time, she says yes. Wow. And that's powerful. That's powerful information to know that she wants to parent um, and she just needs a little bit of that extra help to get there. So what kind of help would you then give that woman? 
Well, the first steps she she often needs is a job, um, affordable childcare. Most women seeking abortion actually already have a child at home. And so she doesn't know how she's going to continue paying rent, feeding the child she has and having childcare with her hourly wage paying job. That's our average woman. And so we begin a process of building an individualized plan for her um, where she gets to take ownership of her life and we help whether it's job interviews, whether it's drafting resumes, um, whatever it looks like for her, we're there. Of course, we sign her up for Medicaid and social services that she's eligible for. Um, and often, sometimes she's with, with us three months, sometimes it's two years, but at the end of that time, she is independent and on her own and working hard and um, really grateful that she's chosen life. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, that's, 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 what, that's what women need that support system that they, for whatever circumstantial uh, situation they find themselves in, they don't have that kind of support system. And so for, for you to come along and do it now, the uh, where's, where's the faith aspect in all of this? Is it, is it over? Is it just, you know, who you are? How, how does that play into it? Well, it's absolutely who we are. So we are a faith-based organization and we know that human life has value because of what God has to say about us, that he was willing to die for us. He created us in his image. Um, and so when women come to us, we, we really allow them to lead the discussion there. A lot of them want to talk about that or or have an idea of why they believe abortion is okay or not okay. And so we, we do that as women want um, and as is driven. And then as we've established a relationship with them, you know, it really opens the door to be able to have those conversations in a way that she can hear us. You don't force them to get on their knees and pray every day before they get any services or anything ridiculous like that. <laughs> of course not. Because <laughs> you, you no, heard. We're, we're there for her on her terms. <laughs> uh, oh, and, you know, and that's great. But, you know, you, you hear the ridiculousness out there sometimes from the others. Um what about, I have to ask you about this because, you, you know, most, you say 76% of women would choose to have the baby if they felt like they had the capability to be a parent. What about those who, who just don't? I was adopted at birth. Uh, my biological mother, I know her now, I have a good relationship. She just, she just really felt like she couldn't. She felt like the better decision was to give me up for adoption. Surely you run into that. We do. Every single woman we talk to, we offer to connect them with adoption services mm. for that reason. Exactly what you're saying. Every every child deserves to be born and given a chance to be loved and to have a life, um, to take their first breath and have their first birthday. And so we're, that's absolutely our partners in the adoption world um, do an incredible job. Families are waiting on wait lists. And so, you know, we want to encourage women who are in that category you're saying where it's just not the right place or time for them mm -hmm. to raise a healthy child. There are other options out there um, for them to be connected with loving parents. And, you know, most of us adoptees turn out just fine. So it's, it's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It it's is. A, it's the most courageous choice that a birth mom can give to her child in that scenario is to choose life and to choose a family for that child. I and mean, that's a courageous, Christ-like decision, one that we as the church and we as Christians in our communities um, are so supportive of. That's why there's, so, there's almost a million families estimated to be on wait lists to adopt yeah. children right now. Oh yeah, there's there are more people ready to adopt than there are abortions. That's yeah. just the, yeah. the the numbers are in favor of of giving children a chance. And by the way, when when I found my biological mother, 
because uh, it was it was a private adoption, um, and so I had to get some information. My parents helped me, you know. They gave me what information they had. I started tracking things down. This was pre-internet, so it was it was hard pre-DNA tests and all that kind of stuff. So it was courthouse records. I was down in Dallas, uh, where I was born, digging through, you know, files and stuff. Finally tracked her down. When I found her, um, I called her, just cold called her. She picked up the phone. I asked, you know, I gave her maiden name, uh, and, and I said, she's like, who is this? And I said, well, you you don't know me, you know. But 25 years ago, because I was 25 at the time, you made a decision that I, I'm guessing was a very difficult decision when you gave me out for adoption. Uh, and now I have two beautiful children of my own, wife. I've had a wonderful life, and I just wanted to say thank you. Wow. And when, you know, when she quit crying, she asked if we could meet, and I said, absolutely. And that was, you know, over 25 years ago, and we still talk. She lives not too far from me. Um, we've got a great relationship, you know. Um, found out I had a couple of half brothers too, you know. So, uh, and then the, the the story with my biological dad's a whole other crazy story. I won't get into into right now. But the point is that it it, it is it may be difficult, but I'm telling you, if if you can't raise a child, adoption is a great option. It's good. It is. It's a beautiful gift. I mean, what greater gift could you give your child than life? Exactly. And a loving family. Um, I think your testimony is such a powerful testament to God's design for us to care for one another mm-hmm. um, and, and especially the innocent and the vulnerable um, who don't have a choice in these matters. Um, so I thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. that certainly touched my heart and it's just why we're here that's why we're here it is it is and i i just want to encourage anybody that's in a a tough situation so i I enjoy talking about it i want to show you the website uh this is the website for the human coalition uh it's human coalition action thus the url hu for human co for coalition action dot org and you can find out more about them point if you know someone in need point them in this direction uh, you know, just just save this as a great resource. Uh, and if you're looking to uh, get involved with uh, the pro-life movement, uh, whether it's giving of your time or of your resources, this is a good one to get involved in. So I'll just give them iron. Like I said, Life Outreach International supports them financially, uh, and you can too. We'd be thrilled with that. Uh, I need to ask you, Chelsea, um, you mentioned at the top that you guys do a fair amount of advertising. Uh, and it, it, when you, most, you know, women, uh, that are getting, you know, that are pregnant, that are in a tough situation, they're going to be, they're going to be younger, which means they're going to go to the internet first. What are they, did, were you early on, were you guys seeing, look, there's, there's like, there's no information popping up here in the top to, to help women, which would again lead to that misconception that there's really not any other options. Was that kind of somewhat got you guys going in that direction? Absolutely. 11 years ago, um, you know, we have, we've always had, and you know this as well as anyone, such a robust infrastructure in place for pregnant women in need. Mm-hmm. This is not a new issue to us. For decades, the entire pro-life movement, the hallmark of the movement has been serving pregnant women in need through the pro-life movement. It's yeah. pregnancy resource centers. That's why there's 3,000 pregnancy resource centers right now, and they outnumber Planned Parenthood four to one. Wow. And so the overturning of Roe, not a surprise to us. We've been planning this. We were we were prepared for it. 
we're ready to go. Our work is has already been in place and will continue. But 11 years ago, that pro-life resource and access you know, wasn't as much competing with the abortion industry. It takes a lot of dollars to compete with a billion dollar organization and pro-life organizations are woefully underfunded. We're less than 0.001% of all charitable giving goes to the pro-life realm. It's all of our number one issues, but it is a very small issue that's being given towards. And so competing with Planned Parenthood in the ad space, um, to let women know, raise our hands and say, we're here to consult with you. We're here to give you free sonograms and to give you resources if that is what you need. And that's going to help assist you on the path towards life. You're not getting millions in tax dollars like Planned Parenthood is, are you? Certainly not. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of the things that just rubs me raw is my tax dollars going towards Planned Parenthood when I, I just think that I should have the ability to decide where I help because I would help with the Human Coalition and not Planned Parenthood. You know, but well, you raise you raise an interesting point. So I work on our policy team, and we have initiatives working in several states. Our goal is to expand into seven states in the next five years. We're currently in Texas, Tennessee, um, and North Carolina, but we want to see our services be funded by public dollars and programs because we offer life-giving options and holistic care. And so, if that's something you're interested in. Let your legislators know, let your elected officials know that you as their constituents expect them to care for pregnant women in need. And we've got the bills drafted, the budgets drafted, ready to go, ready to plug in, um, and we're ready to serve. It's a matter of, you know, getting leadership on board. Well, let let me actually challenge you on that a little bit, because I know you've had to have this discussion, so I'm not being antagonistic. I mean, my, my preference would be that I decide where my charitable dollars go uh, and that no tax dollars go to any of you know either side the pro-life or the pro-abortion um but from i I get the the current landscape so i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. but at the same time can it not easily become like some of the adoption services where as soon as uh, you know government money gets involved they start telling you things that you can and can't do that go against your core faith beliefs. Is that not a danger in that area? That's a great question. I'm going to put on my religious liberty hat on actually, because I am a former constitutional, I mean, a constitutional attorney and I used to work um, on religious liberty issues. And so there's good news. Um, The Supreme Court has held that the government, just because you contract with the government, um, it doesn't mean you can't act out your faith completely, especially after a Supreme Court decision this summer, um, Kennedy versus Bremerton, where, yeah, yeah, there's there's no danger there, especially as a contractor. It's not the government issuing these services. It's private nonprofit charities like ours and in the state of Texas, um, several others who have contracted for years and years to serve women in need. And so um, there's no danger there. We're allowed to exercise our faith on the same basis as any other organization. Uh, And that's a a great thing. But the truth is, if we ever want to compete in this world with the abortion industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, um, we as as Christian charitable nonprofits are going to have to meet in those spheres and lean in politically um and compete in order to save lives yeah no i mean you're no argument there you're absolutely right so you used to work with kelly shackelford who we had on on monday and he talked about the bremerton case 
Yeah. He's he's my former boss. They knocked it out of the park on that one. Yeah, 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 he did. Let me ask you this because you know when you go to um well, I googled um Human Coalition and very early on in the search results were people slandering the heck out of you guys. Uh and then just getting placement um, you know, or, or tweeting, well, Twitter hopefully would be better now. Uh, but you know, I know, I know how it is with the, the shadow banning and it is very, very real. How are you guys, I mean, you're, you're, you're going up, you're pushing, this is an uphill battle in the tech realm just to get your message out. Is it not? It absolutely is, um, an incredible challenge and we're just committed to serving women in this way. And the outreach is the biggest part of that. If we can't reach her and tell her that help is available mm-hmm. and that she has options, if we can't reach her and say, for those 76% who want to parent, let's help you get there. Abortion is their primary option. And that's what the other side wants her to think yeah. because they prey on desperate women. They make incredible profit off of women killing their children. It's inhumane. And so we, we do push forward. We've got to be an alternative voice out there. Um, and we do that. We advertise for care for women. And, and that's an uphill battle and one that um, we're willing to continue to fight for. Yeah. What do you think about the recent wins? I mean, obviously, Roe versus Wade being overturned was huge. Uh, and now the battles go to all the states. Uh, and also, I'm curious what you think. You know, Biden, I swear, he has become the president of death. And his, yes. you know, quoting scripture, Kamala Harris, you know, referencing scripture to say abortion is like what Jesus would want or something. You know, it's just that kind of re- inference uh, as, and as well as this codifying row movement, which is not codifying row. It's actually going way, way beyond. Um, what do you think about the, the political battle that we're fighting? What I want every single American person, human on earth to know is that Roe being overturned um, changes nothing in terms of lives saved. So abortion is still accessible in 75% of our country. And in the 25% that is protecting life, unfortunately, um, numbers came out this week that women are just accessing the pills online or crossing state lines. Mm. And so this just abortion trends are changing. Um, but they estimate only about 10,000 lives have been saved since Roe and each one of those lives matters and yeah. it's incredible. But that when you compare it to the 1 million lives a year who are aborted, um, you know, that's really in we need more. We need to do more. Our work is beginning. And I think that the administration has shown they are absolutely committed to death on all fronts. Yeah, they, um, are. they are arresting pro-lifers um, so. that are sitting in jail. Eight, an 83-year-old pro-life activist is sitting in jail right now under the guise of FACE Act violations. Um, they're opening up investigations. If you see Congress sent a letter, Elizabeth Warren and her minions sent a letter to Harpy International demanding answers for their care for women. Um, and we know confidentially of several other states opening up investigations against pro-life groups. And so they're weaponizing the entire weight of their their law enforcement against the pro-life movement at this time and we're here we're here to deflect it we're here to serve women um, but it's certainly something that i just wish every single person was aware of and votes accordingly and um, knows that this issue should be top of mind when you're going to those polls on tuesday well yeah and and that's where that's where it starts uh but it doesn't stop there uh i think it continues again with supporting organizations like human coalition 
Uh, and we have we just have to we have to do this with our time, with our money, with our voices. What do I have to do to get the FBI to open investigation to me? Do I have to say that you know uh, a life or a, a child in the womb is a life? Can, can can I shout that loud enough to get an FBI investigation opened well, up? Well, you <laughs> you actually could. As of this week, HHS has a, a medical misinformation czar that they've appointed, where you can Dear report God. to them if someone gives you know it's really ridiculous the extent they're going to um to promote abortion and we just know that it's so extreme and it's out of lockstep with mainstream americans who want to see children born they want to see women cared for and we can do both at the same time it's it's out of step with science i have seen a sonogram for crying out loud i mean you have you gotta you you gotta bury your head so far up or in in the sand, we'll say, <laughs> to look at a sonogram and go, nah, just a blob of tissue. I mean, you can see facial features. You can see them sneeze and suck their thumbs and things like that. My gosh, that is, that, you know, I was born like a few weeks early, you know, and, and some babies are surviving from the second trimester. I mean, that is a child. It's crazy to me. Do you have children? I have three, three okay. boys. So, well, okay. So you would know even more than I because you had the child inside of you. My gosh, how do you look at that and go, "That's not a child"? Yes, I mean science, technology, just the the fact that a child—it's a human. It's not like a puppy. We know what it is. It's a human, and it's growing. And ninety-five percent of biologists agree life begins at conception. And so that's on us. That's on us as a society to say, where are we going to draw the line? And what are we willing to do to our own people and our offspring? You know, do we want to be a society where abortion is heralded as this wonderful solution? No, it's neglect at best. So that's where, you know, the pro-life movement comes in. And I know so many people have supported the pro-life movement for decades, have been a part of it. And Roe was an answer to their prayers and their hard work. And our work just continues. Yeah. So what? So what? What did? What do you guys do? I mean, obviously, you continue serving women, saving babies. Yeah. Um, but as far as going forward, on you know some of the policy side, some of the public perception side, you know the inform- information war, just just swaying people's opinions. What what's sort of your path forward? We have several. You're absolutely right to speak to the cultural side of the equation because we always we all know law is downstream of culture. And mm-hmm. so in order for our laws to con- to really protect and value and cherish humans in the womb, um, we as a people need to do that. And so just continuing to encourage people to be engaged and vocal politically, mm-hmm. um, knowing that there are lives at stake. And then the other thing we're going to continue to do is meet women where there are, as I mentioned, a million women a year seek out abortion. And so we have to expand into states where they are, into states where they're going, um, and and build that infrastructure and care for them so that they know there are other options available and there's not just one voice that they're hearing. How do you, uh, just, I'm just curious because someone else uh, recently was talking about the number of abortions and it was a lot lower than that. I think uh, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, it was around 300,000. And you're saying a million. Where, I know the numbers can be hard to get because you're relying on a lot of self-reporting. But where do you, how do you, yeah, how do you calculate that? Um, it was about seven hundred and eighty thousand um, before COVID, and then during COVID, the number spiked um, wow. because 
economic um, problems. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know where the number, it depends what states you're in. Um, but yeah, we're well over 300. It's about triple that throughout it, COVID. Yeah, that's <laughs> because everybody was stuck at home during COVID and that's when you had a lot of COVID babies. You had a lot of COVID pregnancies. So that's yeah. just the reality. All right, Chelsea, uh, love again, the work you guys do at Human Coalition. Appreciate your time. Is there anything that you want to mention that I didn't ask? No, I so appreciate you giving us time today and just um, encourage everyone to continue to know we have work cut out for us ahead of us. Um, we all want to see women thriving alongside their children. And so you can support the pro-life cause as you already do through prayer, maybe, or volunteer work, but also donate to pro-life organizations and vote pro-life. And um, there's no more important issue or frankly, life and death issue on, on your ballot um, right now. And there's a lot of work ahead of us. Yep, there is. And it starts, if you haven't voted already, get out and vote next Tuesday and take some pro-life people with you to the polls. This is how take we... Take your Bible study, take your church, take everybody. Right? I mean, because this is how we do it. And in, in some of the shenanigans that always go on, they've always gone on in elections. We know this. You just got to overcome it with numbers. So get out there. Thank you again, Chelsea. Thank you. Appreciate you guys being here. We got a little bit more next Monday and Tuesday as we go through the election time here in the U.S. And then we'll get back to other non-election stuff. But some good guests next week. Uh, and, you know, some exciting things because later in, in November, uh, the, the Chosen Season 3 is, is coming out. And they've got a theatrical release. And I've been lining up interviews with more uh, people, actors from The Chosen. You guys responded so well to the previous interviews. We got more. So November's going to be great. If, again, if you haven't followed, subscribed, liked, do that. And hit share. Let's get out. Let's do our duty. Let's vote and let's support the pro-life movement. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. You're about to ask big. I'm believing God for favor in my life. Above all that I